Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Musicals March Madness. My name is Michael Fling. I'm an artistic associate here at Goodspeed, and we're so thrilled to be joined by you. Uh, some of you may be listening in the podcast feed. You may be watching on Instagram after. You may be watching on YouTube after. You may be watching live on Facebook or live on YouTube. We're thrilled to have every single one of you um, to be here to celebrate the second round of music, Movie Musical March Madness, which of course is brought to you by Goodspeed On Demand and our stream of Passing Through, which you can get now at goodspeed.org. Make sure to head over there and get your ticket if you haven't already. Um, I had tons of people reaching out to me this weekend talking about how amazing a time they had watching it and how grateful they were that we're talking about it and like that they knew about it. So make sure to get your ticket because I promise you do not want to miss it. But before we get to anything else and our very exciting reveal of all the things for the second round of Movie Musicals March Madness, I'm so thrilled to be joined by my, one of my, you know, my, I call her my work wife affectionately because we uh, spend a lot of time together during the workday, but I'm so thrilled to be joined by my fellow artistic associate and Goodspeed's resident dramaturg, Annika Chapin. Hi, Annika. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing okay. Beautiful spring weekend. Hope of things to come. I mean, feels good. I got to say, I spent a solid portion of um, Saturday outside, um, again, for a thing I'm directing. Um, but it was absolutely gorgeous. And then I came home Saturday night. And you know what I did? What'd you I, do? Watched, I watched Passing Through. Now screaming. <laughs> Good to be on demand. Um, and it was a great way to spend a Saturday night. Um, so what did you, what, you know, what did you and do anything exciting in the city this weekend? I mean, I walked around and enjoyed the sunshine. So, well, in my own way, I'm an urban vampire. So I enjoyed the sunscreen with a hat on, slathered with the sunscreen already. Um, but I watched Promising Young Woman on Friday, which does feature a song from a musical in a way that I will not spoil, but is very interesting. A musical that we will be talking about today. And the yeah. second round of March Madness, a wonderful segue. So we're gonna go ahead and start diving into results already. But before we totally dive in, let's do a quick check-in with Annika and I's predictions, um, which you know may just go implode today. <laughs> As uh, I don't know how many of you are paying attention to the NCAA tournament that's happening, but a lot of brackets are very messed up there because of a lot of upsets. I think our um, predictions are a little messy, but we'll remind ourselves that Annika, in fact, um, has 15 seated newsies taking the whole thing. Um, and we've got a little update here so you can see that um, there were a couple times in round one where uh, in the predicting of round one where Annika messed up, but not too many, frankly. I mean, only four mistakes in a first round. That's not too shabby. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll remind my, everyone of my takes, which really I once shockingly in the first round with Easter Parade. Um, but so today I have Singing in the Rain. I predicted Singing in the Rain. I predicted Funny Girl beating King and I. I predicted Mary Poppins beating Oklahoma. I predicted Chicago beating Hairspray. Annika, you've got King and I beating Funny Girl. Um, and not to uh, spoil what we were just talking about, but uh, one of the songs in Promising a Woman is from The King and I. Um, Fun fact, I have to say I was, what when I watched the movie, I was fully so shocked and taken aback. I did not know that a reference was coming and I, it's pretty great. It's, uh, it's yeah. It, it, it's pretty it's amazing. Pretty cool. Also, uh, Chris Lowell, who was in that scene as Al Monroe is my husband, is a good friend and my husband's best man. So watching like, well, now I'm spoiling plots. So I was gonna say, don't spoil anything else. Stuff intersecting in my life in a very, strange way in that scene, but it's a great movie and you should go see it. Don't let you, um, Annika's name dropping spoil promising. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, my close personal friend, Chris Lowell. I feel like uh, so, this, is so, this is so dumb and so few people probably care about this, but when I was watching it, I texted Annika and I was like, oh my God, have you watched this movie? And she's like, no, I haven't. My friend Chris is actually in it. And I was like, oh, is he like one of the, I would like figured it was some like random person, but it was Chris Lowell who I've watched for years on Veronica Mars. Anyway, whatever, I somewhat died a little bit. I was like, you're kidding me? Like, that's your friend? <laughs> that's Moe's best man? And she's like, yeah, here's a picture. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what can I say? One of the benefits to finding the person that you're gonna spend your life with is sometimes you get also their amazing friend group, which uh, is full of people like Chris Lowell. I mean, it's a- that is true. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and bring our results into the stream. Uh, into the stream for the first. Oh, you know what? 
hold please. We are, oh, you know what? Dee, 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 hold on. I had a bit of a, I was starting in the wrong place on my on my thing, but it's fixed now. Okay, right. so our very first matchup, we've got a number one seed of St. Lorraine against number eight seed of seven brides or seven brothers. Annika, I think we both have Singing in the Rain cruising to victory here. I don't think it'll be much of a surprise to anyone uh, that it does 92 to eight. Uh, a certified blowout, I think we could say, between these two classic musicals. Um, anything we want to say about uh, seven Rise of Brothers before it departs and leaves the competition. Not making it to the Sweet 16, Singing in the Rain, the first musical to make it into the Sweet 16. No, I mean, I think this is to be predicted. Singing in the Rain, certainly classic. Also, I mean, I think in this bracket, we have some movies that are movie versions of shows that are very famous and some that are like famous movie musicals. Singing in the Rain is certainly a famous movie musical. There are stage versions of it, but the movie is really the thing that everyone knows and it's just delightful. So I'm really not surprised. I, I mean, this is really a trouncing, so I'm surprised. I mean, and I, I, I was gonna say, I, I have a special place in my heart for Seven Brides Friend Brothers. I think the like the barn raising dance oh. um, competition scene is one of the best dance sequences ever put on film. It's, I mean, Singing of the yeah. Rain, of course, full of phenomenal dance sequences, but Singing of the Rain is also one of those that like is frequently mentioned as the greatest movie musical of all time. It's in like overall best movies yeah. of all time. Like it makes the top 10. So I, I, I can't really say that it's a shocking, mm -hmm. shocking uh, victory for Singing in the Rain. Yeah. So, our next matchup, we've got a number five seated King and I against a four seated Funny Girl. You have King and I winning this matchup. I have got Funny Girl uh, winning this matchup. And uh, it is, we're on upset alert. It's a very, very close, close race between these two classic, mega, mega, mega classics. Um, so let's dive into the corrupt. Oh, what happened here? That is not what I wanted. Okay, hold please. It's so close it broke the internet. It's so close it broke the system. Hold on just a second. Um, this is good. it's just building anticipation. It's anticipation. Um, so talk to us a little bit about these two movies, Annika, and their place kind of in in movie history. I mean, I've got the Broadway yeah. Revival of Eye poster here, but like Funny Girl, uh, I mean, both recreating and Oscar actually, Fun fact, they both feature Oscar-winning performances of um, of Broadway original performances because Barbara Streisand originated Funny Girl on Broadway, then won an Oscar, did not win an Oscar, or did not win a Tony for doing it on Broadway because she was beaten by Carol Channing for Hello, Dolly. Um, it's the same year, tough year. Um, and Yul Brynner recreating his Tony award-winning performances, The King and The King and I, and also winning an Oscar for that. So some weird, interesting crossover between those two, but talk about those two movies as I fix our little technical issue. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a really interesting matchup. The King and I, I mean, King and I is something that I watched a lot growing up. Um, I think it's a it's a beautiful movie adaptation of a beloved show. Um, Yul Brynner, that performance is just stellar, you get that. Um, Funny Girl is, I think, a sort of less celebrated movie adaptation of a show, but obviously you get that powerhouse performance for Barbra Streisand, that amazing score. Um, a little more uneven as a film, as a piece, but potentially, you know, that powerhouse performance is gonna pull it through. Also, King and I, you know, in some lights, uh, considered a little problematic today because of the sort of white savior-ness about it, which we could go into in greater depth. It's not quite that simple, I think, but in any case, it does feel like there are people who could be uh, less inclined to vote for it with that eye. So I have to say, I, I watched a bit um, the first half of Funny Girl this weekend, and I would push back on it being not a great film adaptation. I would actually think, I actually kind of feel like there's a world of an argument to make that it's a stronger adaptation or helps the original material, because I think that original show is a little creaky. Whereas like The King and I, I think, is an A-plus adaptation of an A-plus show. And... Uh, and I think you're right to point out that part of what makes Funny Girl Funny Girl is just Barbara Streisand's performance and yeah. 
kind of the glue that holds both of those you know versions of it together. But that's all to say I was shocked by how much I actually liked the movie upon rewatching it. I was like, oh, this movie's mm -hmm. really lovely. This is good. I mean, she's thoroughly charming. She's Barbara Streisand. I mean, like she's the, amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. Um, but also, I mean, Neil Brenner giving the performance career-defining performances as the king. So and Deborah Carr doing really lovely work dubbed by Marty. Really? But doing lovely work as Anna in that adaptation. So yeah. You know. And just luscious to watch. I mean, the costumes, that iconic dance scene, I think, you know, it's it's really one both of them are movies that have iconic movie history moments. I think Barbara's mm -hmm. hand on that ferry in Funny Girl for sure. King and I with the Shall We Dance, you know, it's they both have their moments. So it's they're both strong. Absolutely. So diving into the cross tabs here. Funny Girl winning only on the Goodspeed Instagram. That's the only place that it holds a, a vote, um, a, a vote win over over the King and I. Everything else, the King and I is winning, but turnout is the name of the game with this with this matchup because we had so much turnout on Instagram this weekend that because the sheer number of votes on the Goodsweet Instagram was so many that it may be enough to actually like topple. The King and I, even though the King and I wins on every other platform. So once we put all the numbers together and crunch it, Funny Girl ends up wow. on top by 52 to 48, a tight, tight, tight matchup, but Funny Girl pulls it out, which I, I, I have to say, I'm surprised it was this close. I really expected Funny Girl to be, um, to really like go head and shoulders here. I just figured I, that would be, what would happen? I don't know why necessarily. I can. I don't think I could point to a single reason why. But like, wow, a tight, tight, tight race. Yeah, that is so tight. I mean, yeah. What can you say? That is that is close, close, close. So I, they're both great examples of movies, and you know, sad to see King and I go, but Funny Girl definitely. I mean, Babs, what are you gonna do? I think we do have her for comment too, uh, if we could uh, get our reporters down on the field. Don't tell me, don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly, I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? We will not rain on your parade, Barbara. We're just talking about the movie's relative quality versus another. So like, calm down, okay? You're fabulous. Okay, our next matchup, a number six seated Oklahoma versus a number three seated Mary Poppins. Um, I, again, this is the matchup that we termed um, my, um, my life on trial, my brand on trial, being from Oklahoma and loving Mary Poppins as much as I do. Um, it was not a close matchup though here, Mary Poppins winning with about three quarters of the votes. Um, so we're sorry to say goodbye to Oklahoma, you're doing fine. Uh, just not as practically perfect, I suppose, as Mary. Uh, Annika, thoughts on this race? Knocking out two Roger Hammerstein's gone just like that. Yeah, well, I think again, we have a, a something about the the strength of a family movie. Um, Mary Poppins, so many people watched it a million times. It's such a beloved childhood classic um, that I think that's that's always gonna bear a little more strength in a matchup like this where people are voting with their hearts. Um, you know, I watched Oklahoma all the time growing up, but that might not be. I, mean, I did too. I did too. I think, yeah. I mean, as relative movies, I do think Mary Poppins is the better movie. I mean, I think, that's, yeah. you know, Oklahoma is wonderful on stage. It's a good, it's a solid, solid movie adaptation. There's, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Um, it is perfectly great and fine. Um, and especially interesting to see that basically original Agnes DeMille dream ballet on film, one of the like, you know, it's preserved in yeah. time for for us for that and for future generations of you know the game-changing musical theater that was Oklahoma at the time so sad to see it go but I, I think we both uh, predicted Mary Poppins would win here our final matchup in the upstage uh, right division right we're upstage right right yeah I've, it's been so long since I've been doing stage I'm like what is direction we've got a number seven seated hair hairspray versus a number two seated Chicago um, again I don't think 
that it's much of a contest here. Chicago winning with about six, 62% of the vote to 38% of Hairspray. I have to say, I really like Hairspray. I think it's a great adaptation of a wonderful um, movie or a wonderful musical. Um, but Chicago, definitely one of the all-time great movie musicals. And if you haven't rewatched it recently, I would I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. It's so, so great. But Annika, thoughts, thoughts on this one? I mean, this feels like how it, th this feels right. I mean, I think Hairspray, I think I have less fondness for the movie adaptation than you do, although I do like Hairspray as a show. I think it's a sort of fine adaptation of the source material. Chicago, I think, you said this in the first round, I think the movie actually adds to the show. It's so theatrical, it's so cinematic. Uh, Rob Marshall just did a gorgeous, gorgeous job with that film. So at, on the strength of it as a film alone, I think it would probably take this, but also, you know, you've got those performances. It's just, it's so sexy, it's so cool, it's just, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that this is what we're looking at. It's A plus. I mean, it's just it's A plus. There's no there and I and again I think I love that hairspray movie um too. But we so we do have our first four entries into the Sweet 16 from the upstage right division. We've got a number one seated Sing in the Rain, a number four seated Funny Girl, a number three seated Mary Poppins, a number two seated Chicago. All um, you know, the as for in terms of their rank, uh their strength rating, um, a very predictable uh, a very predictable four to head to the Sweet 16 from that division. Um, but we do have now our downstage right division, um, which of course I'm gonna throw up uh, some of our hope. Oh, I mean, here's Annika's predictions. Uh, we've got, um, she's got West Side Story, Moulin Rouge, Grease, and My Fair Lady making it out. I think I have the exact same four, I do indeed. Um, and so with that, we're gonna head to our first matchup, one that we both were very nervous about. Will West Side Story outlive The Greatest Showman? Um, definitely The Greatest Showman, one of those um, very popular movie movie musicals of late. A lot of, a lot of love for it. Um, but West Side Story handles it no problem with 83% of the vote. I'd say I'm pretty reassured by that. Um, I was very nervous that um, I, I'm, I'm not uh, the, the greatest fan of the greatest showman, one could say. Um, but You're I also you know, the greatest show fan. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's good. <laughs> is it or is it terrible? <laughs> um, we love a pun. We love a pun. Um, but also, I mean, I we'll we'll get into this more as we as we um, keep talking about West Side Story. But I do think there's some critiques we made of the West Side Story movie um, as well. It'll be interesting to see with the remake that's uh, I think still coming out this Christmas, um, right? Has it been delayed again? I keep track of it. I think it's coming out this Christmas. Um, we'll be interested to see how that how that kind of plays out. But um, I do think we have um, some of the cast of The Greatest Showman uh, for comment. Is it? Is it the greatest show? Yeah. I also would like to point out that Hugh Jackman in the Greatest Showman poster looks like he's taking doing the pose that Maria is in in the West Side Story poster. That is very accurate. <laughs> so our next matchup, we've got a number five seated Moulin Rouge versus number four seated White Christmas. We've got contemporary versus classic. I don't think it could be any more stark than that. Um, and it is uh, on upset alert. It's a very, very tight race between these two titans of their respective centuries. Um, actually, is it close? I don't remember. Do we go into the crosstabs? We do go into the crosstabs. Um, we've got Moulin Rouge winning handily on Instagram, um, White Christmas winning on Facebook, and the email survey, again, probably not a surprise Instagram gearing toward that younger audience. We've got an older audience on Facebook and on email, but like we said before, turnout is the name of the game, especially this week. We had such incredible turnout on Instagram that uh, Moulin Rouge is gonna squeak out the victory here with 54% of the vote and we bid adieu to White Christmas. Um, again, something we both predicted, but Annika, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this was one that I wasn't sure about because I, when I voted most both days, it was fairly early in the voting and it was, uh, I think White Christmas was taking it on Instagram too at that point. And I just kind of thought, oh, maybe this has more power than um, I think of. I mean, to me, I didn't really, White Christmas is not a movie I watched a lot. I don't really know it that well. I do the, know the show very well, which I love, although the show has done many things which have made it more palatable for contemporary audiences. Um, 
Moulin Rouge, I just love. I love Baz Luhrmann. I think, again, we have a film that uses both the medium of theatricalities and film to really excellent effect. Um, and I'm I'm not sad that this is the winner here. I think this is a great choice. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I think Moulin Rouge is kind of a, a kind of genius on a certain level. I, I Again, I rewatched it a few months ago um, and I just was like, wow, I love this so much. Um, it definitely has a, a style about it, the Baz Luhrmann kind of yeah. um, verging on absurdism. It's not, but like it has such a strong point of view that I think some people are kind of, turned off by that but I think it just serves to enhance the material and um, I love White Christmas it's a yearly viewing um, in all of my um, families um, it's a yearly kind of thing so uh, I know there will be quite a few people who are sad to see it go but um, alas Moulin Rouge making it out okay our next matchup a number 11 seated Mamma Mia fighting to become the Cinderella story of the tournament versus a number three seated Greece um, this one becomes not too much of a contest um, Greece winning 58% of the vote versus Mamma Mia. I think, again, there's a strength with Mamma Mia that um, certainly exists, um, but Greece manages to hold on to the victory in these pop bops. Annika, thoughts? I mean, this is a really interesting matchup because I think these movies exist in very much the sort of same category. Lighter, a lot of fun. You know, this is what you put on when you just want to have entertainment. So I think Mamma Mia maybe could have taken it against some other movies, but Grease is such a classic that people watch all the time. I mean, those songs, you know, everyone's like been in this show in high school at some point, everyone's seen uh, it. I uh, did play Eugene. Oh, there you go. I, I was, and I was great. I'm not afraid to say I was really good. I stand, by, I stand by that performance. Now I feel cheated because I did not do Grease in high school. We did uh, we did darker shows, but <laughs> <laughs> well, also famously for your um, your high school career, like you probably would have played like Sunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those who don't know this, I went to an all girls school, and since I was tall and had a low voice, like it was a great victory when I got to play a woman for the first time. So yeah, I would have been like a killer. Like my and my specialty was like I would have been Kaniki probably because I would like my specialty was like anytime there was like a like a Miles Gloriosus kind of like buffoonish misogynist man is usually like where I fall so that would have been me but Kaniki's pretty good but you know Kaniki yeah it's true um, and Greece certainly a uh, a movie that improves upon its stage its stage counterpart I think a fair a fair assessment all right our next matchup a number seven seated Dream Girls a num against a number two seated My Fair Lady. Uh, I this also on upset alert a much much closer race than I think I expected it to be um, personally I'm speaking from from me I a lot closer um, but let's dive into the cross tabs so Dream Girls winning on Instagram on the podcast Instagram with a substantial portion of the vote and getting a lot of the good speed Instagram vote too very like split down the middle which uh, I have to say mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I love My Fair Lady, but I was very encouraged by the strength that Dream Girls brought to this matchup, particularly again on with the Goodspeed Facebook doing very, very well. Um, it is not going to be enough for it to pull ahead. It's going to be very tight. 52-48, My Fair Lady squeaks out the victory, mostly, I think, because of that overwhelmingly, um, overwhelmingly, like 88% of the email audience voting for My Fair Lady. So that probably helps helps get it over the finish line. But again, with turnout, Dream Girls making a very, very, very strong showing. Um, and I believe we do have Effie White herself here for comment. Not accepting the loss, Effie White, not accepting the loss. Annika, what are your thoughts on Dream Girl's strength here, but just on this matchup and, and the result? I mean, Effie, we all got pains, you know? Um, I mean, I'm thrilled to see that Dream Girls did this well. I think what we're seeing in these matchups, not surprisingly, but that the big, older, classic movies are the ones that are dominating. And so I would have expected that My Fair Lady would take this just because it is such a classic so many people have seen it. So many people love it. Dreamgirls is newer, even though I do think it's a really good, good um, movie, good adaptation of that show. Some great performances. Uh, I did not think it would have the power to beat a Titan like My Fair Lady, but I'm very thrilled to see that it has done so well because it really is a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, then uh, go watch it. It's really 
I was gonna say I did. I, I checked in on it this last week because I hadn't. It had been so long since I'd seen it, and I definitely have some notes overall about it. There are definitely some things, but it's a great, great, great movie and of a show that I don't think gets talked about enough. I mean, we did a podcast about the show because we were both fans of the show. But um, so yeah, that rounds up. So we've got our first eight. We got West Side Story, Moulin Rouge, Grease, and My Fair Lady. Again, uh, a, a number one seed, a number five seed, a number three seed, and a number two seed, um, making the next half of the um, the next half of the Sweet Sixteen. So before we actually get to the stage left uh, division, uh, we of course are here because of passing through. Um, I'm gonna get this out of here for a second. Um, we of course are here because of the stream of passing through and we're so, so thrilled with how it's doing. So many people are reaching out about how amazing it is and how thankful they are that we get to do this and we get to show this. We have another exclusive clip for you today um, from the show. Um, but Annika, I mean, talk about a little bit like how much, you know, of course now for some reason it's like not popping up where I need it to be. Um, so why is that happening? Something's going on with StreamYard today. But um, Annika, do you want to share some news about what's going to be happening in the podcast feed on Wednesday? Why, well, yes, indeed. So I'm very excited uh, because we are going to do a special episode of the podcast devoted to passing through and specifically about how a new musical develops, the journey that it takes, and we're, we have some maybe some special guests. We talk about some stuff in addition to the stuff you love that's already there, like the discussion of the history and a song analysis and all that. But yeah, stay tuned for a podcast about passing through. I was gonna say, I was really, um, we're really encouraged. We, we did a brand new segment called Putting It Together. Um, I guess we can we can go ahead and say that our guests are the authors, um, Brett Rybeck and Eric uh, Uyoa, who are um, just the best, I mean, two of the best humans. Um, and they, they talk about the development journey of the show all the way from the root of the idea, the little seed that where it started, which was actually funnily enough in a podcast, um, mm -hmm. where the root um, to that show, to the development opportunities it was given um, and the various writers retreats and things that they were able to, uh, you know, participate in and that then landed them in, the, you know, anyway, I don't need to spoil what they talk about, but it's a, um, a really, really exciting episode. So check that out. It'll be in the podcast feed Wednesday morning. Um, and uh, this, obviously, these um, live broadcasts are going in the podcast feed as well, but the passing through, putting it together episode will be there. And I'm having issues with the clip for some reason. So we're actually going to go ahead and press on to the first bit of the next round, which is um, just so everyone will uh, throw up our predictions one more time. So Annika, um, you've got The Wizard of Oz, Cinderella, Fiddler on the Roof, making it out, which was already eliminated. So we're already down one there. And Newsies making out, of course, you have Newsies um, winning the whole thing. I've got um, Wizard of Oz, Cinderella, Les Mis, and Newsies. Um, so we both got a lot riding on Newsies um, and its um, eventual uh, kind of, um, you know, the matchup between uh, Hello Dolly and, uh, and Newsies. So Let's go ahead and look at the first matchup, which is number one seated Wizard of Oz versus a number eight seated Music Man. Uh, two, again, wonderfully classic movies, um, but Wizard of Oz um, winning this handily seven, with 71% of the vote. Um, much as I love the Music Man, I mean, again, Wizard of Oz is on those like top 10 all time greatest movies list. I cannot imagine, I couldn't imagine that it uh, would, would um, that Music Man would ever take it. But what are, your, what are your thoughts as we say goodbye to the Music Man, Annika? Yeah, I mean, Wizard of Oz is, is so up there um, in all of the categories it's possible to exist in as a film, as a musical film, as, you know, just a, a part of cherished American history. It's, yeah, it's it's going to be hard to beat, I think, potentially in this entire competition. So this is not a surprise. L love for Music Man, too, but yeah. I mean, it's up against one of the all-time greats. So Wizard of Oz, the first team from the upstage left, or the first movie from the upstage left division to make it uh, to the Sweet 16. And I do think we have uh, Dorothy for comment. My, people come and go so quickly here. 
just the nature of the competition, Dorothy. People come quickly, they go quickly. All right, so our next matchup, we've got a number 12-seeded Cinderella starring Brandy and Wendy Houston up against a number four-seeded All That Jazz. We've got Upset Alert, um, again, as we both predicted, um, but uh, by quite the margin, 71-29, Cinderella pulling it out over All That Jazz. Uh, I mean, just honestly, an, an incredible victory uh, for Cinderella. I, do you think this is about a strength of Cinderella or a weakness of all that jazz, Annika? I mean, I would say it's more the strength of Cinderella. Um, this adaptation especially is so beloved. As we've said, it just came out recently on Disney Plus so people can see it freshly. Um, all that jazz, I think, has a lot of respect and a lot of love in certain circles, but I don't think it's as widely seen as maybe our, our viewers have seen Cinderella. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I would say. I'd say it's probably more just Cinderella's strength than, than all that jazz's weakness. Cinderella, you know, for uh, us talking about its strength, ironically, the, becoming the Cinderella story of the tournament, it's now the lowest ranked um, show in the Sweet 16 in terms of seeding. Um, so uh, we'll have to we'll have to see if that holds out with the rest of the bracket. Um, see if Newsies can steal that title of uh, Cinderella. So our next matchup, we've got a number eleven seated Les Mis versus a number three seated Meet Me in St. Louis. Again, we're on upset alert here. This this division full of upsets. Um, but I think we're gonna. I don't know if we dive into the cross tabs. We do drive into the cross tabs. We've got um, Les Mis winning on the Goodspeed Instagram, losing slightly on the podcast Instagram and winning, losing slightly on Goodspeed's Facebook, but winning in the email survey. I mean, the back and forth of this matchup is fascinating to me, and I'm not quite sure the story it tells. I would think that the, the Instagram audience would totally gravitate toward Les Mis, whereas our older Facebook and email audience would totally go for Mimi and St. Louis, but it's very split here. I suspect that's because the movie adaptation of Les Mis is, is somewhat... Um, uh, controversial, I don't want to say controversial, but like, uh, you know, people either love it or they hate it. Um, it's extreme feelings on it, I guess, would be the only the only thing. But um, Annika, I mean, how do we talk about this weird split? I, I don't even know where to start, really. I, I think that's my best guess. But I mean, like, this is such a weird split that honestly, I'm like, are you sure these numbers are right? Because what really surprises me here is like, I would not have expected to see Lame is taking the email survey results with 54%. That's where I would have thought we would have, because the email survey results have pretty consistently gone for the older, more classic films. Certainly Meet Me in St. Louis is one of them. For many people, a, a beloved Christmas classic. Um, you know, or for, like, I, I, yeah, I'm, just, I'm checking mm -hmm. with our decision desk. Yeah, it is 100%. Oh, now he's gone. Okay, well, I'm just gonna sit, keep talking while he comes back. Uh, yeah, so this is a really, this is a really big surprise because in navigating I, between tabs, I, uh, oh, I, I, left, I left just for a second. But you no, know, checking with our decision desk, it's um, 100%. That those are the numbers. So wow, That's interesting. So I guess there must be more love for that film adaptation amongst the people who love classic film adaptations than I would have thought. Of the Limits adaptation. Of Limits, yeah, yeah. So it's going, you know, I think it's going to be enough. Limits squeaks by with the, the victory, 54% to 46%. Um, so Limits uh, living to see uh, another day, one day more in this competition for Limits. I, I have to say, I'm. I was I was surprised by just by the cross tabs and it all. I mean, I did predict Les Mis, but I, I kind of after the way some of the things have been going in the competition, I didn't think that it after it, it was so tight with Fiddler. I was like, I don't know, I don't know that. It's yeah, gonna be, but, but here we are. Amazing. Okay, our final matchup in this uh, in this division. Again, we've got a number seven seated Hello Dolly against a number fifteen seated Newsies. Uh, this is the this is the one that Annika is cowering at in the corner. Her bracket rests on it, and also it is an, a direct attack on her brand, um, with Newsies being one of her all time beloved, and uh, Hello Dolly being a movie that she loved so much as a child. I know this because we've talked about it so much, and I would like to share now with the audience before we get into the result. The reason I believe Annika, you loved Hello Dolly as a movie, is purely because of the things she wore on her head. That's why you liked it. I mean. I'm not going to say no. It's not the only reason, but she wears some fabulous outfits. And you, and, love, like, and you love a fabulous outfit. Oh, 
complete with, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I will say Newsies, one of its few weaknesses is how terrible the costumes are for um, the Anne Margaret character who should have fabulous outfits and she does not, but. I mean, yeah. Sure, that's one of its few weaknesses. Um, so. <laughs> Perfect specimen of cinema and musical history. That is Newsies. We'll not hear any argument. But yes, Hello Dolly has fabulous outfits. And when we were watching uh, Funny Girl, that also had some fabulous outfits. It did. Yeah. Unfortunately, Hello Dolly takes it over Newsies. I'd say I'm shocked by this. I know Annika, I mean, a heartbreaking loss for uh, the the paper, the paper boys of New York, but it wins the 1890s uh, musical showdown. Um, that's when the, the, they're both set in relatively the same period, um, in case uh, that reference is not clear to, to people who are watching. Um, but I do think we have some of the newsies uh, for comment um, on, on the loss. And the world will know, and the journal too. It's a horse and pole, and so have we got no The world will know that Newsies had it, it, it took part in this in this competition, and uh, they will not be ignored. They will not be ignored. Yeah. Uh, Annika, any parting words for your beloved Newsies? I mean, I can't be sad about this because I love Hello Dolly so, so much. I mean, th these are really, as I said before, like two of my most beloved films. So Hello Dolly is great, is a joy to watch. I'm I'm not sad that it's going to continue to be in this competition. I think perhaps uh, I we're seeing that I tended to overestimate the underdog power of some of these movies that I uh, had going forward. So I'm not feeling super uh, confident in my predictions, but um, I thought maybe there would be like a streak of real strong uh, nostalgia for Newsies and maybe it just wasn't quite, I mean, maybe it's just a specific age group and that's not, that's not I mean, all groups. So. I thought that that was going to happen too. I, I, so I, I have to say, I'm a little nervous for the, the upcoming results. I think we both have a little bit of PTSD from last year when so many upsets and so many things that we did not expect. Um, so that may be part of it. But before we get to our very last, before we get to our very last, um, uh, our last division, uh, we are, of course, and this is going to be the real time that we go to the passing through clip, the very the exclusive clip of um, one of the best members in the show. Uh, this is sneak peek at um, a sneak peek at passing through, uh, which of course you can get your uh, link slash ticket um, right now on goodspeed.org. And this is one of the great numbers from the show, End of the Road. I want to learn how to make sense out of all the disorder. The who and the where and the why and the whatever else I don't know. And I got a backpack, an old mandolin, and a beat-up recorder. And until I get answers, I'm willing to go to the end of the road. Through desert rain and snow, till I reach that other shore. Just to hear audience applause is even like, I just, wow. You know what's getting me? Like, obviously it's been a year since we've been able to see anything live on a stage. Hearing people sing 
on stage is what like makes me really, I miss it so much. And hearing like those beautiful harmonies and watching like Max Chernin open his mouth and have that voice that like velvet, silk, gorgeousness just pour out. I just, it, it just is so moving to me. I love it so much. And this show has great harmonies all over the place. It's glorious. It's so, so good. So, so good. So to review what we just, what just happened, uh, we've got our upstage left, our next four entries into, uh, into the competition. We've got a number, uh, we've got a number one seated Wizard of Oz, a number 12 seated Cinderella, a number 11 seated Les Mis, and a number seven seated Dolly. Um, really uh, the most, probably uh, most upheaval we've seen thus far in the bracket uh, in the upstage left division. Uh, we'll see if that holds true for the downstage left bracket, which we do have the family showdown. Uh, this, this, the family Broadway musical turned into movie showdown to be even more specific between the sound of music at a number one seat and Annie at a number nine seat. Again, Annie, one of those um, very split decision uh, movie adaptations, uh, but certainly, certainly beloved by many, 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 um, but not nearly as beloved, I think, as the sound of music. And sound of music uh, wins handily with 80% of the vote, four out of five people picking the sound of music. I, I can't say personally I'm shocked by this. We all know I. I love the sound of music. It sits on the wall behind me. Um, but Annika, what are your thoughts on, on this matchup? I mean, this is again, not a surprise. It's hard to see anything. I mean, sound of music is number one speeded for a reason. It's, it is the movie musical many people think of. It's so good. The performances as a film, it's wonderful. Like it's, it's so solid on so many levels. And Annie, while it's a wonderful show, um, I think, this film adaptation is not considered uh, to be stellar, um, a little bit controversial. Even the writers of Annie are not, we're not super fond of it, you know? So it's like, I think here we just have like, how can you, how can you vote against Sound of Music? And also like for those who love Annie, but don't love this movie, you're gonna get that too, so. And I do believe we do have the orphans uh, uh, for comment, uh, if, we could, if we could get down to the orphanage. It's the hard knock life for us. It's the hard knock life for us. Static three day, we get tricks. Static says we get tricks. It's the hard knock life. Not getting the respect they think they deserve, um, and they they will not be so much like the newsies. They are. Uh, they're ready to take on the world. Okay, we've got a number 12 seated Willy Wonka up against a number four seated Star is Born. Four seated? Did I make that up? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. I think it's a four seed. I think it's a four seed. Um, anyway, the, we've got, uh, again, um, some two performances that really have come to define uh, the performers who who inhabited them, Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka and Judy Garland in A Star is Born. Um, I do think we're on upset alert here with um, Willy Wonka being such a low seat and Star is Born being so high. Um, but Willy Wonka wins this one with 63% of the vote to 37. I have to say, I'm surprised by Willy Wonka's relative strength um, within this, I think we are kind of seeing that a lot of these family nostalgic um, movies that people grew up with are are holding against some of the more critically can um, the more critical uh, greatest movies of all time. You know, I, I put um, the quotes around because that's what the critics are saying. But um, Annika, what do you think about about this one? Yeah, this is an interesting one because I think uh, it's not a surprise to me that, that this has the kind of power it has. It's such a, it, it's one of those rare movies that feels like it's both a cult hit and a mainstream hit at the same time. Like the people who love it are like the people who love what's like dark and weird about it. And the people who love it are also the people who love it because it's like a great adaptation of a very beloved book, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that it certainly has its strength for that reason and also the the songs in it <clears throat> while there aren't that many it's not as much of a musical as other things on this list you know um they've really permeated the the mentality of people in a way that like star is born i'm not doesn't i think exist in that same realm of like movie musicals necessarily maybe movies but like not quite you know you know what i mean like the songs i'm not sure like they, they're not as associated so it's a little bit like a stranger little piece of cinematic history star is born than Willy Wonka. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you've got, and Willy Wonka, you've got Pure Imagination, I Want It Now, Oompa Loompa, yeah. I've Got a Golden Ticket, Candyman. I mean, you've got a list of uh, those Leslie Burkett songs. Yeah. So, so Pure Imagination? Did you Pure say Imagination. that? Oh, did I, I was going to say, did I not say that one? Because uh, You like, may have said it, and then I'm just repeating it. Um, <laughs> I love Pure Imagination, um, uh, particularly the Glee arrangement. That may be a hot take, but I love that Glee arrangement of uh, Pure Imagination. Um, but the uh, Star is Born, Man That Got Away, one of the all-time great Torch songs, and, uh, and certainly... Uh, you know, we're sad to see it go, but I, again, I did predict, we did predict, I think, between these two that it would, but I, uh, still sad to see it go. Our next matchup, we've got the family, the seven, like late sixties, early seventies family, uh, movies again, coming, coming in head with, uh, or coming into competition with number six seed of the whiz versus a number 14 seated chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Um, you know, Annika, I think this one really could go either way. Uh, I, I've been surprised by Chitty's relative strength and numbers coming into here, but what do you think is going to happen? I mean, it's really hard for me to predict too, because yeah, I think both of us, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is not really a movie that we know or love particularly well. It definitely is for other people. So it's a little bit hard for me to say. The Wiz is definitely a movie that I do know and do really love and just think is so cool. Um, and so striking and, and like, I mean, Michael Jackson singing, you can't win. How can you, how can you compete with that? So for me, this would be the whiz all the way, but I also don't know how much my experience with these two films is representative of the whole, and it may very well not be. So I could very well see a Chitty Chitty upset here. I was going to say, so I, I was going to say, I adore Chitty for some of its, um, some of its things. And uh, I certainly love the whiz for, for what it is. So I'm, I'm, my heart is also split here. Um, but, uh, I will say that the child, I did not grow up on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at the same like age that I did a lot of other things, but the child catcher, um, even though I watched it like, you know, at an age where I shouldn't really be scared of things that were on the television, the child catcher continues to really like, um, it's terrifying. That's a terrifying concept. It's a, he is terrifying. I don't remember the name of the actor. He is terrifying. Um, so, so respect, we respect. Um, and as a Mary Poppins nerd, I also respect that um, Julie Andrews was also offered the role of um, truly scrumptious at first, turned it down and they envisioned it as a reunion piece for Dick and Dyke and her. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. We got Sally and house who was also really great. So, um, but uh, with this, with this uh, matchup, where we go? Clicking. Okay. Uh, we do have the Wiz taking it with 62% of the vote to Chitty's 38%. Um, again, I think, like we said, it could have gone either way, but I'm, I was surprised. I'm, I'm somewhat encouraged just because I, I think the Wiz absolutely deserves to be in the conversation of um, the Sweet 16. Uh, it's, it's such a, an important cultural touchstone and two adaptations of the Wizard of Oz making it to the Sweet 16. Um, yeah. You know, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm glad to see it. Uh, fight another day. I really am excited that that people have that love for it. Um, Reed Armstrong, one of our amazing actors in Passing Through, has come has commented generational divide. And I, yeah, I think I think Reed might be right um, that this is something that it's just you know we're going to see different votes across the the various platforms and uh, various generations here. It's true. All right, our final matchup to determine the final show to make it into the Sweet 16. We've got a number seven seated Little Shop of Horrors up against a number two seated Cabaret. Um, Annika, you've got Little Shop making it all the way to the final four, winning this division, nonetheless, um, I, I believe. I hope I'm not, I think I'm correct in that assessment. I think I may have put it that high, yeah. Um, and uh, so we'll we'll see. Um, We'll see what happens, I guess. But um, let's see. We're going to click forward. Cabaret winning 60% of the vote um, to Little Shop's 40%. I, I Again, I, I this is what I predicted. I I, I was, I'm, I, I don't know. I, my heart is split. I love both movies. I, you know, like they're both great. I, Cabaret is definitely in that like greatest of all time category. Little Shop beloved cult kind of, I expected it to, um, I expected this to be tighter. I expected us to go into like a close alert yeah. territory, but it didn't, it didn't seem to happen for this matchup. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. This could be something sort of similar to the Grease versus Mamma Mia, where we have two shows that kind of exist, two film musicals that exist in sort of the same world, which is like dark, 
kind of weird, a little bit like campian elements, but not quite, that's not quite the word for cabaret, but like elements of it have really informed people's like styles and like, it, you know, it's, they're sort of like dark and weird, both of them. And I think maybe that's just what, what made it uh, dominate here. I mean, Cabaret is so clearly like an iconic film, iconic performance, um, Fosse, the look of it. Um, I'm probably in the minority. I don't love Cabaret as a film as much as I love Cabaret as a show, except for the, ironically enough, the numbers in it. I, I feel like the plot I prefer on the stage. Um, but uh, it's breaks my heart to see Little Shop go because Little Shop is just such a great, great movie adaptation of this show. It's such a beloved thing. The people that I know who love Little Shop, it's like their favorite thing. Um, so influential. So uh, definitely it's it's tough to, to let this one go. Also, I clearly need to redo all my predictions because uh, I mean, only a half of them are going to be. Yeah, but I, but I mean, I, I think it's fair to say we both love both of them. It's why we profile them in the first season in the spotlight. Good Three Musicals podcast where we yeah. do the classic musicals one at a time. Um, where I think, I don't know if we end up making it in the cut or not, but both of us, I think, prefer Cabaret on stage. Much as I like the movie stylistically and for the numbers, I, I think yeah, I agree with you. Story-wise, it's not um, as as, uh, it's cogent the word I'm looking for. Um, it's not as uh, it, it just is not. It doesn't pack the same. It certainly does not pack the same punch as it does on stage. Um, so rounding out the Sweet Sixteen, Cabaret getting that final spot, um, and we've got a number one seated uh, Sound of Music, a number twelve seated Willy Wonka, a number six seated Wiz, and a number two seated Cabaret. Again, a very um, fascinating, fascinating um, matchup. Let's go ahead before I um, go to here, let's check in with our predictions. So Annika, um, once we're, now that we're completed, let's go to the completed one. Annika, bracket taking a tough hit. Um, You know, honestly, overall though, I mean, not terrible considering like how it, you know, it could be a lot worse, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then uh, let's see with me, I'm doing a little bit better. Um, oh, you're doing a lot better. Look at that. I mean, I just because I didn't predict Newsies to go as far, but I still got Cinderella winning this bracket. I'm not sure that that's going to be a thing. I'm, I don't think it's not going to be a thing. I mean, let me just put it this uh, way. If anything can take down Wizard of Oz in the next round, it would probably be Cinderella. Uh, kind of, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I Although, I don't know. We'll see. I think if I have to say that's one of those that like, I think if, um, you know, if the Wizard of Oz had gone up against like Newsies, I do think Newsies like would have won that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think there are some certain titles that maybe, I don't know, maybe. I, that's, the, uh, that's the joy and pain of brackets. So our, I was going to say, so the Sweet 16 officially, here are the titles that will that have made it to the Sweet 16 of Boohoo Musical March Madness. Um, a number one seated Sing in the Rain, four seated Funny Girl, three seated Mary Poppins, two seated Chicago, one seated West Side Story, five seated Moulin Rouge, three seated Grease, two seated My Fair Lady, one seated Wizard of Oz, 12 seated Cinderella, 11 seated Wizard of uh, uh, Les Mis, seven seated Hello Dolly, one seated Sound of Music, 12 seated Willy Wonka, six seated Wiz, and two seated Cabaret. Um, a fascinating. So as we stare at this, before we before we bid the audience adieu, Annika, um, we do have we have predicted a certain amount of these, but of the revisionist history, now that you've got a clean uh, a clean break, what do you think is going to take? What do you think is going to take some of these divisions? What do you think is some of these matchups? What, what do you think is going to be tight? What do you think is going to be like? You know, make some predictions. Let's go for it. Let's be pundits. We got a little bit of time. Let's be pundits. Okay. I mean, I think in this case we might ultimately just have a very boring bracket where we have like the number one seated fighting each other for dominance. Cause it's a little hard for me to, I mean, I think you're right. I think your very early prediction that Cinderella could have, could be the magical upset here um, feels right. But other than that, I'm not sure if any of these kind of lower seated shows have the staying power to beat out these higher ones. I mean, potentially there's like a crazy world in which Willy Wonka has enough to pull it out, but I'm not, I wouldn't put my money there. The Wiz versus Cabaret, I think as much, I mean, I think it's probably going to go to Cabaret. You know, I think it's probably going to fall to the bigger ones. Um, I think Hello Dolly will handily knock out Les Mis. See, that's interesting. I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that one. I kind of feel like Les Mis may, may beat it. I don't know. You know what? I mean, I think, if there's one thing we've learned from this, it's that you are better at 
at predictions than I am. And also that there is much more love for Les Mis than either of us had sort of predicted. So you, that is a, that is a great one to, to spotlight because. I don't know. Yeah. I think it may, it may, I mean, we'll see We're now is now they're competing for a spot in the elite eight. I do think singing in the rain probably easily gets uh, probably easily beats funny girl is my guess. Yeah. If mm -hmm. uh, funny girl met its match kind of against King and I, I think singing in the rain will probably trounce it. Singing in the rain has had quite an easy path thus far. Um, I think Mary Poppins or Chicago is going to be fascinating. Personally, I have Mary Poppins winning it. Um, that that matchup, um, I could be really wrong on that. Um, I don't think you're going to be wrong on that. I think so many people love Mary Poppins with their whole heart that even the people who like love Chicago, it's not the same kind of love. You know? I, I think it's what, kind of what we're finding out. I mean, I think like Greece, I think will probably go ahead and beat My Fair Lady. I mean, Dream Girl, if Dream Girl's brought such a, a match to My Fair Lady, I would think Greece will beat it. Um, I mean, Westside Moulin Rouge will be really interesting. I I don't, I think Westside Story wins that matchup. I, I, I don't think that there's, I think, but I mean, I don't know. I could see a world where Willy Wonka knocks off the Sound of Music. I, I, I mean, I don't know, but it's also Sound of Music beating Annie 80-20. I don't know that I would have predicted it to be that overwhelming in yeah. that. You know, so I don't know where, and I, I do think there's a world where Cinderella meets its match in Wizard of Oz and Wizard of Oz just like, boom, like, I don't know. It really could go. And and there's also a world where I see the Wiz beating Cabaret. I don't know. There are lots of these. Yeah, where I, I know. In some ways I'm like the most, I think the, I'm going to go on record before we go off the air. I'm going to go on record and say, I think the, the things I feel most confident about are singing in the rain, beating funny girl and Greece beating my fair lady. And West Side and West Side beating Moulin Rouge. That's what I feel most confident about. Uh -huh. Everything else, I kind of I could see a world where it goes either way. Yeah, see, and I don't think I'm quite as confident on the Greece and My Fair Lady matchup as you are. Like that's one that I could see being surprisingly close. I agree that West Side Story and Singing in the Rain are have pretty safe paths, but and like and you know, in the world where I think Sound of Music in some ways, like its toughest matchup in its bracket is now Willy Wonka. If it beats Willy Wonka, yeah. I think it has a clear path. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, in the world where it's like Singing in the Rain versus Mary Poppins, I picked Mary Poppins to win that. But like, I don't know, maybe Singing in the Rain, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Cause I don't know Mary Poppins versus Singing in the Rain is tough because those are both, I mean, for me, I would probably vote for Singing in the Rain of those two because I just love it a tiny scooch more, but like how can, that's even like, uh, I love them both so much. So, I mean, if it's the, if it's those two, it's the Umbrella Showdown, step one. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, there are so many interesting, who knows? Like, uh, yeah, but that's all to say. Um, you are the one who knows audience because you're the one who votes. So tonight at midnight, uh, we will be the the matchups of the Sweet 16 will be live in our Instagram story on the Goodspeed Musicals Instagram, on the In the Spotlight Instagram, on the Goodspeed Facebook page. I don't think there's an email survey going out tonight because that's too quick a turnaround. So hopefully those people have tuned in and uh, and know what's happening and, and can vote on social media platforms, uh, which again, that may be, that's the other kind of X factor here, I guess, is like what, without that contingent, yeah. what happens to some of these like more classic shows? I mean, that may be, that may be what actually tells the story. I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, let me throw up the let me throw up the matchups again. Hold on. Let me throw up the matchups again. We got a number one seated Sing in the Rain versus a number four seated Funny Girl. A number three seated Mary Poppins versus again a two seated Chicago. A number one seated West Side against a number five seated Moulin Rouge. A number three seated Greece over a, a versus a two seated My Fair Lady. A number one seated Wizard of Oz versus a twelve seated Cinderella. An eleven seated to blame is versus a seven seated hello dolly a number one seated uh sound of music over a, a number 12 or versus a number 12 seed uh willy wonka and a number six seated whiz versus a number two seated cabaret i mean I, I, as much as i could say it may be very boring it also could be anyone's could be anyone's this is yeah. I mean, this is i feel like this is the most interesting round frankly i mean this is really going to be fascinating i don't know how we're going to wait to to know the results, I'm dying to vote. But 
I do know how you at home could wait, which is by going to goodspeed.org and uh, signing up to see Passing Through, which is going to while away the hours beautifully if you wanted to do that. So it absolutely, absolutely will. So with that, uh, we will bid you adieu. Uh, we'll play our uh, favorite, um, our favorite opening intro, and uh, we'll see you on Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, Wednesday on Facebook and Instagram and uh, get your tickets to passing through. Now you can stream it all week. You can stream it like as many times as you want in the 72 hours you click that link. So it's a perfect way to while away the hours. Uh, don't confer with the flowers. Don't go outside. Confer <laughs> with passing through and um, we'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah, Bye. Everyone. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>